Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer Hatanya. This learning is in schus of our brothers and sisters in Eretz HaKedosh, in Israel, and the Holy Land, especially for those standing on the front lines, being Moisa Nefesh, sacrificing their lives to protect and defend our innocent men, women, and children, our own family, and all of Eretz Yisrael. May Hashem protect them all, especially being Eretz. This program is made possible by Rena Lights LLC, and it's also a schus and merit of the Ilya Nishmas memory of Rabbi Yosef Halevi Weinberg Olav Hashalom, Rabbi Moshe Pinchas Hakoyen Katz Olav Hashalom, Rabbi Yael Hakoyen Khan Olav Hashalom, and it's also a schus and merit of Rabbi Zev Yecheskel Hakoyen and Risha Katz Le'erich Yomim B'Shanim Tevis for many long, healthy years. We finished chapter 15 in Tanya, Perik Tezvov, and we're about to enter into Perik Tezayim, chapter 16. I think it's worthwhile to do a little summary so we know where we're at. Tanya is a, a dense and complex sefer with its goal being completely accessible and personalized to each one of us. But at the same time, the Al-Tarebbe is evaluating and analyzing the very soul and the very psyche of each one of us and for us to be able to help understand ourselves and help us gain self-mastery in fulfilling the mission that we were sent to this world by God. So, 15 chapters. Let's break them down. And especially in the last section that we're talking about the Benini. Chapter After the introduction with Al-Tareb explained the purpose of Tanya and why he's writing it and how he's personalizing it. That see the book not as a book, but as a personal Yechidis, <clears throat> a personal audience whereas you're speaking with al Rebbe face-to-face about everything that lies in your heart and all your challenges. So the first chapter began with Tanya B'Seif Peri Gimel Danida, say that every Neshama, before it comes down to this world, takes an oath, is given an oath, to be a Tzaddik and not to be a Russian. And the al Rebbe asks a number of questions on that, which sets the stage of on developing and understanding what means a tzaddik, what means a rasha, and what is a benini. So at the end of the second half of chapter one, he explains there's two nefoshes. Every Jew has two souls. The animal soul, which is self-driven, self-interest-driven, and then chapter two introduces nefesh is the divine soul, nefesh alikis, which is divine-driven, transcendent, in chapter 2, he analyzes exactly what is this divine soul, a child of God that has, so to speak, a piece of God. Godliness is what defines it, its very personality. In contrast to the animal soul, the end of chapter 1, which even though God created it as well, but because it's manifests in Klippa, in a shell, 
the godliness is concealed in that shell, and the focus on the shell, which is its own survival, its own needs. Chapter 3, 4, and 5 continue about the divine soul. So 2, 3, 4, and 5 is about the divine soul. Chapter 3 is about the faculties of the divine soul. It has faculties, how it functions. The mind, the emotions. And in the divine soul, both the mind and emotions are all directed toward, as we said, godliness. To fulfill its purpose, not self. In chapters 4 and 5, he talks about the garments, the expression of those faculties, thought, speech, and action. And how through Torah and Mitzvahs, the divine soul manifests its faculties. So we have the very nature of the divine soul, its faculties, its garments. Chapters 2, 3, 4, 5. Then come three chapters. The a parallel universe, you can call it an uh, alter ego, of the, divine, of the animal soul that has also the very nature of the animal soul. He spoke about the end of chapter 1. In chapter 6, 7, and 8, first he speaks about the faculties of the, the animal soul. Its faculties is focused on self, the clip, and its garments, then in, chapters, in the next chapter, 6, uh, six and 7, continues about, well, 5, 6, and 7, all 3, continues about the garments, the expression of the animal soul. In the klippas itself, he talks about two levels of klippa, klippas nega, which is more we'll call the transparent, or you can say the glowing the, the klippa, because it's not completely concealing. It's the neutral areas of shus, and shalosh klippas atmeyas, which is completely forbidden, off-limits. The thick klippa, that's meant to avoid if a person, God forbid, falls there, there's the power of tshuva to transform it. Alter Rebbe discusses the different aspects of it and how it manifests in our lives. So now you have the stage set, these two souls existing side by side. Comes chapter 9. So how did I say? <coughs> chapter 6, 7, and 8, dedicated to the animal soul. Then comes chapter 9. Now that we know these two souls, these souls are pitted against each other, like two kings. The two nations within Rivka, Yaakov and Esav, that are at war with each other. To control what? You and I. The body is considered like a small city. So it's like two empires, two kings fighting for that control. The divine soul, of course, wants the body, meaning the body and all the garments, thought, speech, and action. Well, and all the faculties, which is like the people living in the city, and the garments to follow its, its direction, its leadership. The king, the other king, the animal soul, wants it to follow its leadership. And that's the battle. And more detailed, he discusses the different aspects of the battle and how you ultimately conquer. There are many stages you can conquer, but there's still the enemy is very active. You could conquer, the enemy is less active till completely vanquished, till the point you could even transform the enemy to become an ally, an ally, an asset. Once we have now this uh, setup, now comes back to chapter 10, Al-Tarebbe talks about the tzaddik. The tzaddik is the first identifiable, he called personality archetype. And who is the tzaddik? Someone who's never shall kiss, indeed, has won and vanquished the animal soul to the point that it transformed it. And in Sadiq itself, there are two levels Sadiq Gomet, Sadiq Shaina Gomet, Sadiq Vitovle, Sadiq Virale. Chapter 11, the other extreme, the other end of the spectrum, the Russia. There the battle rages. 
Sometimes the animal soul wins, sometimes the divine soul wins. Meaning controlling the thought, speech, and action of the person's behavior and speech and, th- and thoughts. And in Russia itself, there's also two levels. Russia v'tevle, Russia v'rale. What is the difference? In Russia v'rale, the, the animal soul is so dominant that you don't see much of the divine soul. You don't see the charata, the, the, the regrets. That doesn't mean the divine soul is not there, but it's in a form of makif. Okay. Now, comes down to, so what about us? Each one of us. A tzaddik, as we'll learn a little later, is not really accessible to most people. You have to have the neshama of a tzaddik. A rosha, obviously, is not the objective. Alti rosha. So what then is expected of us? The bainini. The bainini is someone whose faculties of the divine soul and animal soul are both active. There's a battle going on. However, he has self-mastery. He controls himself. Doesn't allow the animal soul to actively affect and control his thought, speech, and action. So basically, in his thought, speech, and action, he looks like a tzaddik. But in his faculties, he looks like a rasha, because there is a battle raging. But he's neither of the two. He's a benani. And then the Alter Rebbe introduces, there's also different times. There's times, for example, when he's davening, so he has now additional strength. It's a special time where the animal soul can be even more subdued. But then there's after davening and the battle rages. So what exactly defines his ability to control himself? Why, what, what, what tool does he have? Which is critical, because it's not just automatic. So it's moyach shalat alalev. In chapter 9, he explained that the divine soul resides in the mayach and in the right side of the heart. The animal soul resides in the left side of the heart. So the reflective mind has a natural, natural dominance over the impulsive heart. That mayach shal talev gives him that additional power. Of course, God created us with that mayach shal talev. And it's like ki yisin ha'ermin Isi, there's a Yisun, Chachm has a natural dominance over folly, over the insanity of the animal soul. Just like there's the natural dominance of light over darkness. So what he has to do is activate that self-control. That's the work he needs to do. And that requires using his mind. This applies both in Bein Adam L'Chaveri, Bein Adam L'Mokim, meaning the mitzvahs between us and Hashem, and Bein Adam L'Chaveri as he concludes the second half of chapter 12. Any feelings of anger, well he doesn't mention anger actually, hate, jealousy, grudges, and so on. Now, since we talked that, there's one chapter dedicated to Tzadik, chapter 10. Chapter 11 is dedicated to the Rasha. Chapter 12, chapter 12 is beginning of the Baini, but now we'll go several chapters all about the Baini. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, you can also say. So 12, I just said, defines what the Baini is. In 13, chapter 13, he continues to discuss what exactly drives this, what does, what's the forces behind it. So he speaks, there are two judges. Judges, they don't control him. They state their opinion. The Yetzir Hara and the Yetzir Tev, Nefesh HaMamis, Nefesh And God will always take the side of the Nefesh HaLikis. 
this God can be explained both the power that he gives but also once you choose to activate your self-control, God gives you even more power to dominate and control. And with this, the Alter Rebbe then continues to explain what exactly it means that um, the idea that a person is, uh, sh- should always see themselves like a Russia. The story with, ba- with Rabbah. Let's just look inside to make sure that this is all in chapter 13. <clears throat> yeah. That because, remember, a Benini, a Benini is not a low level. A Benini means a person is completely dedicated to Yiddishkeit and to Tehidah Mitzvahs. However, he still has a Nefesh Abamis. So that's why it's not as opposed to a Tzadik. So therefore, even though he learned Torah all the time. Because in his humility, he said to himself, you know, he could be learning Torah and all that, but nevertheless, who knows, maybe he still has that, but he was a tzaddik, but in his mind. Okay, which answers that question from the beginning of Tanya. The second half of chapter 13, he talks about how true is, the, is, the, is this control and this love that the Bainini has, especially during davening. Because if it goes away afterwards, we said only by a tzaddik you really have emes lamite. She explains that this emes is relative and true for the Bainini on his level, that's also true. Which is a critical point to understand the, the value of the Bainini, that it's not just an illusion, it's not something which is, should be dismissed. Okay. In chapter 14, the Alter Rebbe then says now, and now he talks in practical how does it practically apply in real Aveda? That this is the Midas Kolodim Vachara Kolodim Yimshach Midas Abeni. This is actually the very personality of each one of us and something we are drawn to and should be drawn to. Which means what's expected of us is self control. We're not expected to control your heart, the impulses of the animal soul. That's not in our power. But self control is absolutely in our power. So in this chapter, he talks actually the process of what you do and how do you activate that self-control and how do you, um, and, and then bring it down into action of controlling your animal soul. I should have added one more thing. Let me just go back. In the resources so far that we've talked about the Baini, this is important for the whole. So in chapter 12, he spoke, to, spoke about the Baini, has Moyach Shalta Lev. He also spoke about during davening, the time that in the, in the day gives an additional strength. And he also spoke about the Ava Mesuteris, though briefly it will later become more, more prominent in Tanya, that we all also have a natural innate love for God, which is concealed, but it's there, and also has its impact. Obviously you need the Mayach Shalat because the Ava Mesuteris is concealed. In chapter 13 he added, the Ebershah stands on the side of the Nefeshalikis, so there's yet another force here at work. So with the, the Baini has plenty of resources to access. I'm saying it because now in chapter 14, that, that when he talks about Midas, that the power we have, all of this comes into play. All these different elements help the Baini achieve the intended goal. And the al speaks in a very personal language of what he should be contemplating. Actually, like, what should you say to yourself to control yourself over the animal soul. 
But this is all in actuality, meaning emotions, you can't control the emotions of the animal soul. And the ability to completely despise anything from this material world. That is, the Afghan Tzaddik has that. Tzaddik is born with that power. And he says, it's not in the call, ain't call Adam and not everyone merits it. It's more like in Kibbutzchad, it's like a reward. And that's why it says, but us at Tzaddikim, some people are Tzaddikim, and some people are not. And with that, he explains in chapter 14, the second half, we'll understand the Shvur, the two terms. Tehit Tzaddik, Baal Rasha. What do you need to say? It seems redundant. So he says, no, Al Rasha means be a Bainani. Tehit Tzaddik is something not everybody can be a Tzaddik. In Kolodim Zechli is Tzaddik. You don't have the choice over that. So then the question, of course, is why do we then have this first part of the Shavu? should just say, be a Benini. So he says, a person still has to make the attempt. This comes that we still have to do everything possible to be like a, 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 a Katsadik, meaning to do everything possible to actually despise negative things and to love God with all our passion, even if we don't reach it. And then he says, even if you can't reach there, you still do your part. That's what Aveda means, to do your part. That's what the Bainini is doing. To fulfill the Shvur, he took an oath. So the oath means, do your best to be a tzaddik. And Hashem, what God's in control, God will do. V'oid, continues further, but when you keep trying, it becomes part of your habits, your routines, then it becomes Tevasheni. And then he says, What can happen? That can come from Hashem can actually give you the Pchinasibur, Meshedish Ezetzadik, Shed Saberboy. Pchinasibur, what's called in Kabbalah, a state of like pregnant state. It means basically the transferring of a Nisham, of the power of a Tzadik within you. But that's coming from above through your Aved. So he adds now a whole other elements that the Baini has further resources. So do our part with the Moyach Shal Talev, with everything else that we have, and then, and the Hergel, and try your best, and Ulei Kulei Ulei. And then he will be fulfilling actually Tehit Tzadik, the Mashbir Nesei Tehit Tzadik. Okay. Then chapter 15, the last chapter we learned, continues in, in defining and it's describing what the Bainini is. And here we learn about two levels of a Bainini. There's a Tzadik and a Rosha that we learned about. And that's in the Posuk that he brings right in the beginning of chapter 15, the Shaftem, which says, V'ri Isam ben Tzadik Rosha, okay, Tzadik and Rosha, ben Eved Elikim what is the second half? So he says, Eved Elikim is the Bainini. And the Bainini has two levels. The Eved Elikim Lashen Heva is actively working, constantly battling. Le'avodai means not that he's not a Baini, not that he doesn't have control, but it doesn't come with Avedim. It doesn't come with effort, either because it's his nature. His nature is that he's, not, he's more focused on learning. That's what he gravitates to. His nature is not cold-blooded. He's not that passionate and fiery about the animal instincts of a person and so on. 
or Tevasheni, which is interesting, similar to what he said in the end of cha- in the middle of chapter fourteen, Tevasheni, that a person works hard. There he's talking Hegel to become like a tzaddik, to try to become like a tzaddik. But the Tevasheni, here comes he done it so he's become so used to it, it's become like like mechanical for him. It's not a very and here all is, it's enough is to have the Ava Mesuteras that he spoke about at the end of chapter 12. Well, the end, the middle of chapter 12. So there, you can't say that he doesn't get credit for it. But it's not really Aveda. It's mostly based on his very nature or second nature. What is Eved Elikim? There he works on himself. And there too he spoke about two ways. There he spoke about that he that works on himself, firstly, that he simply um, does, that, that the real work, that he goes beyond his regilus, it's not tevasheni, that if he's learning a hundred times, the hundred and one time, that goes beyond the routine, then he's called Eved Elikim, as the Gemara says. Because he did, he worked hard, but it's through contemplation, because how did he get out of his routine? He had to go back, on his nature, even his good nature. And that's the Aveda Tamalabaini, the complete Aveda. A lower level of Avedalikim is It's not that he created a love through contemplation, but the hidden love in his heart, he brought out, he fanned those flames, That's also called Shazazu Aveda, because it is some Aveda. So there's two levels in the Eved Elikim itself. It's not called his Aved. Again, he's a Baini, but it's coming much, much easier. So what do you see here? That the Alter Rebbe laid out so many aspects. First of all, the Baini's resources. The Meich Shaltalev, the Ava Mesuteras, the power that God gives him, the, the power that he puts in the Chochme within him is God's power including the power of Meich Shaltalev, and then the power that comes after you do Avedeh, to will help you and support you. The power that when you work harder, there's the Asus Asus the effort to make, that you make, and maybe that can even bring the Nisham of a Tzaddik. And now also, it covers also the different types of people. And also the, the time, time of the day, for example, during Davnik. Any Esau, Shabbos, Yom Tev, all gives more resources, more strength to the melech, to the king of the divine soul and the abeni to win the war or to control his, the irktana, to be more specific, to control and subdue the animal soul. So you have many variations here with many, almost every given scenario, including now also the scenario what about a person who's naturally this way or second nature and then the aveda that's necessary. So with this, sets this tone and set the stage for the next chapter, which we're going to begin learning now. Chapter 16. What does he come in chapter 16? So first of all, he comes and says, now that we've learned all of this, let's sum up what's really the power of a Baini. And he's going to give us two klalim. The, the Baini's goal, the first klal is the Baini should control his heart, meaning the heart of the animal soul, where the animal soul resides, as much as he can. And the second cloud is what happens if he can't completely awaken divine love and divine reverence. Ava So Al-Tareb is going to 
now qualify and explain a few more aspects that will help round out the whole picture of the Bainu. But it flows from chapter 15. Now that we said that there's different levels of a Bainu, so the Alter Rebbe now says that what really defines a Bainu, that's how he begins the chapter, is this ultimately the control of the heart. Now it's true, the person who does it, who has that natural, because he's born that way, like he said, Mitsunan Beteva, he's cool, cold, and more so-called, more detached from the passions of the animal soul. Or he's what he said before, this is he's in a state of he's a more serious person, like what he called it Morashheda, and that also lends itself toward learning. Or he trained himself that way. He did a Misad Gilis. Could be training, it could be community, it could be his upbringing. That's also a Bainini. The Bainini, however, is defined by the Aveda that he does, because that's still called Leia Vadai. So all this is now going to be addressed in chapter 16. So let's learn inside and see how it flows. So he says that. So the chapter begins. For this is the all-encompassing principle. Not just klal, klal gadol. So the Alter Rebbe is designating it. Earlier he designated midas kolodom, midas abenis, midas kolodom, vacharel kolodom yimshech. Now he's saying klal gadol b'avidus Hashem l'beni. The all-encompassing principle for Bainanim is Ha'ikirhu, in the service of God, rather, the worship and service of God. What is the Klal God? Ha'ikirhu. The primary thing is Limshel Ulishlet Asmali. To master and control, or to dominate and control, and the natural tendencies of, in the left side of the heart, the left chamber of the heart, where the animal soul resides. In other words, it's not just that a person should control his thought, speech, and action, meaning, that everything should be proper. But it should also affect the personality that he's working on himself to control his impulses and that his impulses, his emotions should be directed toward godly aims and not animal soul's aims. So it's not that every time he is, okay, you know, he has a taiva, a desire from his animal soul, controls himself. He's changing himself. He's transforming himself. Remember in chapter 15, he talked about Avidalikim. Not just a person who's naturally that way. So in a way, you could also say that Klal Godel is coming to sum up that point that it needs Avedin. But clearly, since it's a new chapter and Klal Godel, he's talking about it in general. So you could say, what about the person who's called Loya Vade? He's also a Baini. So where's the Klal Godel by him? So the truth is that a person like that also does also has a Nefesh Abamis. He's called Laya Vodai because he has that natural inclination, doesn't take that much work. But to say that he never has a taiva, you can't say that. Al Tareb didn't say he never has, he has an animal soul. It just doesn't require that much work. And it's enough the Ava Mesoteris. 
And later he said there's Aveda also fanning the Ava Musateris. But even Ava Musateris, that's not done through Aveda. Just the natural Ava Musateris, he cannot say there's no Aveda at all. Alter Rebbe doesn't say explicitly what I'm saying now, but you have to say that's ultimately Pshat. But the Ikirhu is Limshal Lishmal Atavishabachal You want to change yourself. This is, in other words, the Neshamat came down below not just damage control, not just to control actions, thoughts, and speech and, act- and thoughts. It's to become a more divine person. And that's the cloud that he's saying here. And then he's going to continue to tell us how that happens. But we'll stop here. All right, the beginning of chapter 16. Everyone have a good tavach, Klal Yisrael, and every yachid, every man, every man, woman, and child, and that's Yisrael, everywhere should be safe and protected, and we should be zecher ready to the gula mitzvah v'ashlema, and complete shalom, and that's Yisrael, and everywhere in the world. This has been My Life, Tanya Applied, with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapplied.com for archived classes and more resources.